Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Bahaloischa. This week's learning should be as Chus for Fushlem, for Chanamash, Bas Vilcharatz, Bas Rochel, Shmuel Shezan, Bechavachava, Benachmor, Chevanafira, Michaim, Betzara, and Lenishmas Heni, Bas Chilmechel. So Parshas Bahaloischa begins with the Avoida of the Menaira. Aaron Akayan is instructed uh, right at the beginning by Dabar Shalom, Moshalem, Dabar El Aaron, Vamartelo, Bahaloischa, Esaneris. When you kindle the lamps, El Moprea, Menaira, Yiru, they should all shine facing the Menaira. Yiru, Shiva, Saneris, they all all set. Seven candles should should light. And Rashi tells us, Why does the Torah put Parsha of the Menorah right after the Parsha Nesim? At the end of Parsha Nasi, the last uh, um, hundred uh, was it about hundred? Maybe about a hundred. Psukim is all about the Karbanos of the Nesim. It's more than a hundred Psukim, right? So why? So that was the end of Parsha's Nasai, the, the the idea of the of the different carbonas that were brought by the heads of the different tribes. So why was this put right afterwards? Levisha Kishara, Aaron Chanukas Hanasiim, Cholshas Daitei. That when Aaron Akayin saw that all of the Nasiim, all of the leaders of the tribes, were bringing their special carbon to Hashem, and he he, he became dejected. He was not with them, right? Aaron was also the head of a tribe. He was the head of the Kehanim, the head of the Levim. Zloema uh, bechanuka. He wasn't part of this Chanukah Sabayis. Loihu v'loishvate. Not him and not his tribe. No, no Shevet Levi didn't bring a a carbon. Amalekosh Baruchos Hashem sent him. Chayecha by your life shall chag doyle mishalehem. Yours will be even greater than theirs. Shat lamadlik ametiv asaneris because you will light and clean out the candles. You will be busy with the menorah for generations. So the uh, the the question is the the, the question is, what is this What is this idea of the Kayan and the Menorah, the connection between the Kayan and the Menorah, that Aaron is given something unique? All the other 12 tribes, they all had the same carbon, right? They were different intents, you've heard different pshatim on this, different intents, different backgrounds that were brought to it, but they ultimately all brought the same idea, the same type of carbonus. Comes along Aaron, he gets a very different avoida. Also, if you think about it, what was the, this is the Parsha right after the Karbanas of the Nesim. What was the Parsha right before the Karbanas of the Nesim? That was Birchus Kahanim. So we have the Karban of the Nesim right between two things about the Kahanim. The, the, the Duchening of the Kahanim, the Birchus Kahanim that the Kahanim blessed the Jewish people with, and the Menorahs. So, what, so what's the significance of this? So first let's talk about the Menorah. So the Gemara in Baba Basra tells us, that if uh, if somebody wants to become wise, somebody wants to somebody wants to become wise, he should turn to the south when he davens, face the south. Why? And the Gemara gives us a hint because the Menorah stood in the south side of the Mishkan. So we see from the Torah, uh, we see from the Gemara that Torah, that the studying Torah is. Uh, is symbolized by the menorah, right? If somebody wants to become wise in Torah learning, he should face the direction of of the menorah. So, so the, that begs another question: Is why was Aaron given the command to, to light the the menorah? If we're looking for a symbol of Torah, who should light the symbol of Torah? Who better than his brother Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu, we call we refer to the Torah as Torahs Moshe. Moshe was the one who brought down the Torah for us. So, why didn't Moshe light the candles, right? What, what's Aaron's connection to the candles of the menorah? Why specifically the Kayan? So the Lubavitcher Rebbe explains, he says that the Menorah was specifically uh, uh, lit by Aaron because it, to teach us that Torah alone is not enough. If you want Torah to really, to, if you want to embody Torah, if you want Torah to permeate the essence of who you are, just learning Torah is not enough. That's compared to the lamps of the Menorah, right? A lamp of a Menorah, you could have the most beautiful Menorah and you could have the lamp set up, but until somebody comes along and kindles the flames... 
It's meaningless. It doesn't give off any light. So a person could study and learn Torah all day. But if his soul, if his neshama is not ignited with the Torah, if it's not lit on fire, if it's not on, uh, inflamed with it, it's, it's like a menorah. You can have the most beautiful menorah that has no light because nobody lit it, right? Now, we know that candles are lit by some kind of fuel. You have oil, you have gas, you have something that lights a, fl- a flame. Ha- it, the, the, the flames of the Torah are davening, tefillah. Right, a person who, when he davens, what do we do when we daven? We we think about how great Hashem is, how low we are. We ask Hashem for all of our all of our needs. Right, we think about that. That's the fuel. Right, by thinking about that, by thinking about how great Hashem is, and 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 thinking about how low we are, if were it not for the fact that Hashem gave us the opportunity to get to come close to Him through Torah and Tefillah. Right, so the more we think about that. We light ourselves on fire, right? A person could think about, it, think to himself, "I'm so insignificant; I don't matter, and therefore there's no reason to do anything." But we see that Hashem gave us the mitzvah, the Torah, gave us the mitzvahs, gave us davening. When we think about this, which we do when we're davening, so so that allows us to create the flame to light the menorah. So why? What, so what? So what does that have to do with Aaron? Why is Aaron connected to that? So the Zayar tells us that Aaron and Moshe were like the, the two people who walk the chassan and kala down. One walking down the chassan and one walking down the kala to a chuppah. Right? Moshe walks down the chassan and Aaron walks down the kala. Who is the chassan? Moshe walk. Hashem is the chassan, Kaviachal. Hashem is the chassan. Right? We, had, we just had Shavuos uh, uh, a, a little bit over a week ago. Hashem is the chassan, and the Jewish people are the bride. Moshe is the one who walks Hashem down the aisle, and Aaron is the one who walks the Jewish people down. Moshe, why does Moshe walk Hashem down? What does it mean that Moshe walks Hashem down the aisle? Because Moshe was the one who revealed Hashem's Torah to the world. He revealed, Hashem is revealed through the Torah. We know, we, we, our relationship with Hashem is through Torah, through mitzvahs. Hashem, Moshe is the one who revealed that. But what, did, what was Aaron's focus? We know Aaron was the Oy of Sholem, the Roy of Sholem, and he was always working with people to help them improve. Aaron, so Moshe brings, the, brings Hashem in. He reveals Hashem's wisdom. He reveals Hashem's, Hashem's uh, document, Hashem's statements into this world. Aaron brings the Jewish people up so that they could receive that. Aaron is the one who's looking to elevate Kal Yisrael, bringing them closer to Hashem. That is the that is the that is embodied in Tefillah. That's what Tefillah is all about. Torah, when we learn, we learn, we make ourselves smarter. But 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 without focusing on it through Tefillah, we don't improve ourselves. So therefore, Hashem tells Moshe to tell Aaron, "I want Aaron to light the menorah because it's through Tefillah, which Aaron represents. That is what allows your the Torah that you bring to the world. That's what it allows it to to be lit." on fire to be lit with excitement. right? That, so that's the idea from the Lubavitcher Rebbe. But now, let's go back to the parsha of the Kehanim before the, the Karbonus of the Nesim. Right? The, the Kal Yisrael is represented in the Nesim bringing Karbonus. They're bringing the Karbonus. But you see that, it, they're, that they're surrounded by Kehanim. First we have the Berchus Kehanim at the last week's parsha before the Karbonus of the Nesim. And now we have Aaron lighting the, the Menorah. So what, what's the message in the Berchus Kehanim? And then we understand why Kal Yisrael is, is ensconced in this uh, influence of the Kahanim. So if you think about uh, about Birchus Kahanim, it seems very strange, right? The Pasuk told us in last week's parasha, Dabra Laharn, Babon of Lamar, Kosovar, Kosme Israel, so shall you bless the Jewish people, and Marlaham say to them, I will put my name on the Jewish people and I will bless them. And the question that's asked in many places is, why was this necessary? 
ultimately we know who's really blessing us. It's Hashem. The Kayanim don't have independent power to bless us. As a matter of fact, there's a Medrash Tanchuma that says that uh, that Hashem says that the, that the Jewish people, when they heard about the Birchus Kayanim, they said, you told the Kayanim to, to bless us. We don't want their blessings. We only want yours. We only want to be blessed from you, Hashem. And, and, right? And then Hashem, what's Hashem's response? That even though I told the Kayanim to give you the brachas, I'm standing with them and, 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 and benching and benching you. Right? So the, the Kayanim put out their hands as if to say that Hashem is standing behind them and he's, and, he's, uh, and he's benching them. So if that's the case, and Hashem is telling us that that's the case, that he's really the one blessing us, so why do we need to go through the charade of the Kayanim standing there? Let Hashem just give us the brachas that we need. What's the point of, of going through this and, and, and having the Kayanim act as a conduit for these brachas? So the Baal HaKedah, the Sefer, the HaKedah says that... Um, that a person's success and his ability to receive bracha ha- depends on how strong his amuna is in his mind. The stronger our amuna is, the stronger we believe in Hashem, we know that Hashem is the only place we can get, we can get salvation and redemption, the more bracha we'll see in our lives. If you think about a bracha in general, what's a bracha in general? We p- I pick up an apple and I make a boy priya eights. What, 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 what's the point of that? I, I, Hashem knows that He gave it to me. Like Hashem doesn't need me to like compliment him, thank him. So what's the point of that? So the explanation of Birchus Anenin is for me to understand, right? To me to understand, I'm reminding myself that I didn't, yes, it, I went to work yesterday and I brought home money and my wife was able to go to the store and bring home apples and now I'm eating that apple. But I have to recognize that that's not how I got the apple. I got the apple because Hashem wanted me to have the apple. The purpose of the bracha of saying Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Olam is I'm recognizing that Hashem is in charge of everything and Hashem is the one who's giving me this food that I'm about to eat. It's to strengthen this this uh, recognition that everything is from Hashem and the more I do that, the stronger my amuna becomes and the more brachas Hashem sends into my life. So now, if we recognize that all bracha comes from Hashem, but the more I work on my amuna, the better my amuna and betachan and Hashem is, the more those brachas we mekayim. That's the way Hashem created. He wants us to work on our amuna and betachan. So now, we asked before, why the kayhanim? Why do you have to have anybody give bracha? And even still, why would you have to have kayhanim? Why couldn't it be? And go to any tzaddik, go to any rebbe, go to any person to get a bracha, right? So... The, the, the idea is that what, what, what was unique about the Kaihanim? What was one of the things that was most unique about the Kaihanim? The Kaihanim by nature, the Kaihanim by nature had to have stronger betachan in Hashem than everybody else. Why? Because they had no piece of land in Eretz Yisrael. See, every other adult male who came into Eretz Yisrael got a piece of land, was able to work it, was able to build a, uh, uh, something he could rent out, was able to do something with the land. The Kehanim did not have anything, any land in Eretz Yisrael. Not only that, they couldn't take regular jobs because they had to be available to serve Kalei Yisrael, to serve in the base of English, to do other things, and therefore they couldn't even take jobs. So how did they survive? How did they feed their families? They fed their families because Hashem made sure they were taken care of. They had to live with Betachan every day. They didn't have a regular paycheck coming in. They couldn't rely on that I made my Parnassah. They recognized very clearly that it came from Hashem. And therefore, they lived on a much higher level of Betachan than everybody else. And I saw from the, the sheet, the Torah Sabbath, and he adds, that's maybe why also the Kehanim would pick up their hands. They'd pick up their hands to, to remind people. That that's why they pick up their hands when they do, right? Kehanim lift up their hands towards their, above their heads, uh, to the top of their heads, and they're, show, they're reminding people to look to Hashem. Much like Moshe Rabbeinu lifted his hands on the mountain when, when, when we went to war with Amalek to remind us to look to Hashem. So Hashem says, yes, I'm giving you the bracha. 
But there's a prerequisite. You have to have Emunah and Betachan. And who better to teach you Emunah Betachan? Who better for you to be inspired to Emunah Betachan than to have the Kayanim stand up there to bench you? These are people who don't have any uh, natural means for having their Parnasa. And yet, look how comfortable they are. Look, they, wor- they don't worry. They believe in Hashem. They Betachan Hashem and everything works out. That's the message Hashem wants to give us for Berchus Kahanim. So yes, of course the Bracha comes from Hashem. But the Kahanim are giving us that message to allow us to become vessels to receive the those brachas. And now we can understand a little bit why why the uh, the, the karbanas of the Nesim, which represent all of Yisrael, are surrounded first by the brachas of the Kehanim to teach us this betachan, to give it, to instill this betachan. Once we have this betachan, then Hashem's brachas flow to us. Now we, the, the, the Nesim bring karbanas to thank Hashem, to appreciate Hashem, to recognize Hashem. And then Aaron, as Rashi told us, was dejected by the fact that his that his that his uh, tribe didn't get to bring a carbon. Hashem says to him, "You have a much bigger job." You have a much bigger job. Like we started last week, you have to you have to give them the bracha to teach them about betachem. And now, as we explained before from Lubavitch Rebbe, you have to teach them about tefillah. You have to teach them that Torah is not enough on its own. You need to have tefillah. You need to connect to Hashem. You need to remember that, that, that you have to lift yourself up, that Hashem relies on you. That even though you're so insignificant uh, next to Hashem, Hashem is entrusting you with the Torah and with tefillah. And all He wants is for you to connect to Him. So you're not insignificant. You're what Hashem is looking for. Aaron was the one who propped people up, who gave them that self-esteem, to be able to, to be able to understand that. So we have we have the Birchus Kehanim where, where the Kehanim teach us about Bitochan. Then we have the Karbonas where we put that into action. And then we have the Menorah which is Aaron lighting the flames of Moshe's Menorah of Torah. Aaron is the one Hashem is telling Aaron not just oh I, it's a consolation prize. You know what? There were 12 Karbonas. You didn't get one. I'll give you the Menorah. No, no. Your job is bigger. Your job is so much bigger than the rest of the of the, of, of, of the Nisim because you have to inspire the entire Klal Yisrael through Bitochan and through Tefillah. So we all should take the message, these two parshas that lead us up the end of last week's parsha, the beginning of this week's parsha, that we have so much we have so much to learn and to strengthen ourselves from. And Birchus Kahanim we still have nowadays. And we also have nowadays, if you think about all the things that the Kahanim did in the base of Migdash, most of them are not around anymore. Right? We don't have Lechem upon him, we don't have Karbanos, we don't have Nisachamayim, Nisachayim, we don't have any of these things. But we do have Duchening. It's a watered down version, but we do have Duchening. In Eretz Yisrael we have Duchening every day, Birchus Kahanim every day, and in Chutzlarts we still have it on Yantif, and we have a remnant of the Menorah. We light Menorah and we like we like the Menorah Hanukkah. These two avoiders couldn't go away because these are so integral to who we are. So we need to learn those messages to instill our our our, our life with the betachem that everything is from Hashem. When we make a bracha, we have to remember that the point of the bracha is to remember who's giving us this food, who's giving us this this mitzvah, who's giving us this Torah, and to remember that Aaron Akoyin is lighting us on fire. Each of us is a candle, right? As the Pasuk in Mishle says, the Pasuk in Mishle tells us, Now Hashem Nishmas Adam, right? Man's soul is Hashem's lamp. That's, that, that, that's what Aaron comes to, to light on us on. Uh, uh, to light, to light our, our souls on fire with, with, the Torah of, with the Torah of Moshe connected, combined and that, we, we take these messages and we appreciate Hashem and we, we work on our betachan and our Muna and our Torah and our Tefillah and we will see tremendous bracha because as we said before the, the key to unlocking all the bracha that Hashem is, was waiting to pour on us is to have that betachan and to, and, to, and to build that relationship with Hashem I wish you all a beautiful, wonderful Shabbos